0: Hi guys, it's Tony Robbins. You're listening to Habits and Hustle. Crush it.
1: Today on the podcast, we have Zion Clark. Zion is an extraordinary man. He was born without legs, but that did not stop him from becoming a Guinness World Record holder for walking on his hands and becoming a successful wrestler, winning national championships. Uh, If you want to hear somebody that doesn't take any excuse um, or use any excuse to hold you back, this is the guy for you to listen to. He's inspirational. He's motivational. He does uh, motivational speaking across the country. Uh, His story is extraordinary. Like I said, he was born without legs, bullied. He was uh, unfed and with every single obstacle, he was able to persevere. And uh, I really love this conversation. I really believe that you will as well. Enjoy. We have today one of the, I, I think you're just like a crazy inspiration to like everybody. Uh, Zion Clark, if you guys don't know who Zion is, Z- Zion, am I pronouncing your name even? Yeah. Correctly. I mean, you are wearing sunglasses. I mean, did you have a hard night last night is why you're wearing those sunglasses? Nah, or I, that's I, just I, your look?
2: I got good sleep last night. Slept in this morning, actually.
1: Oh, really? I
2: took a shower and came here. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you
1: just like, it's more of a look then, right?
2: Yeah, I like I like to dress like swag. Yeah, you, you are. Know? You dress
1: really swag and you're really fit. How do I tell, like, what do I, how do you describe yourself? You're a motivational speaker. You are someone who's like a pro wrestler, but, like, in your, if I, if you were to say your bio yourself, what would you say it is?
2: Uh, just to sum it up, I would say I'm an entertainer and a motivator.
1: Okay. That sounds good, actually. Yeah. That's much better than what I have written down over here. So, oh, nice. <laughs> that's amazing. So, what I, um, what I think is amazing about you, and that's what I, why I was so desperately wanting to have you on, is that I think you're so inspirational to everybody. Because no matter what, you, you basically are the definition of someone who doesn't play victim, doesn't let things that of adversity stop you from uh, going after something. I mean, you obviously, I mean, you, you, you don't have any legs, and but your arms make up for it and mm-hmm. you know... And, and times a million. Can you just kind of talk about like, just the, like the origin of like who you are, what your life was like, you know, your, the beginnings of you basically before you became you. And yeah.
2: you being yeah, a no, super athlete, you, you know? Yeah, uh, I'm from Massillon, Ohio, originally born in Columbus. And I spent the first 17 years of my life in the foster care system. And I was living in the streets, like in the ghetto. So, you know, life was really rough with all the gang violence and on top of that, going through the system, jumping from different homes throughout the area. Uh, in turn, that, uh, a, lot of, a lot of things happened that really tested the temperament of uh, my mentality. And um, it just, uh, I had to grow up and probably grow up a lot earlier. I started thinking more maturely by the time I was like 15, 16, to the point where I, by the time I got to college, I was living by myself, paying my own rent. Really, just working a job, laying brick. You know, it, it was like it was like a, a thing I had to get like work towards from my experiences of growing up rough, and it kind of built. Either you're gonna, it's gonna fold, or it's gonna, you're gonna fold, or it's gonna consume you, or you're gonna take it and build off of it, and that's what I, I ultimately ended up doing. And somewhere in there, I started wrestling somewhere
1: around there. Okay. So even before that, so like you, you were born without legs, right? Yeah. What is it called? Like, can you talk about like that, like where your, were your yeah. mom or your dad, or biological. Oh yeah. So
2: I don't know my biological parents, but I was born with, uh, it's called caudal regression syndrome. It's a very rare disease, um, or syndrome, I guess disease. I, I don't get the terminology completely. That's okay. But, um, and uh sure, it's like a lot of if you're born with it a lot of kids uh if they are they can have different things uh wrong with uh wrong with their body as they come out depending if they're missing a f- it could be you could be missing a finger or you could be like me and be missing both legs
1: i mean so can, what what causes that it uh, a is lot there? of
2: drug abuse
1: is that what and is that really what causes it could it? be
2: it could be at random or it could be caused by drug abuse
1: and was your mom on drugs? Yep.
2: Yeah. my uh, So when I was born, I was born with every party drug uh, that was available back in the 90s.
1: Every party drug being like cocaine, I guess. Yep.
2: Uh, I had cocaine, Molly, uh, meth, uh, Perks, Zans, all in my system. And I had uh, that, what's that alcohol deficiency called? Oh. Uh, you know what I mean? When a mother drinks, what's that called? <laughs>
3: Fetal alcohol yeah, I fetal fetal alcohol bro- yeah, I
2: have a little brother, and he was born with it too. Um, so we uh, we made life really hard because so we were sort like you're born, and sometimes you're born early, which is my case. I was born two and a half months early, so then I was com- really underdeveloped already. So then I had to like I don't know, I was just really really small. I, first up, of all, like the story and people is thought unbelievable. I was, people thought I was slow too. Because I I was I was developing at a little bit of a slower rate, I was like really behind the rest of the kids to the point where they they were gonna put me in like those special classes they had.
1: Really? Yeah,
2: and then I I did not want to go there. So like in my head I knew I wasn't like I wasn't like that, but like I just had that block where I couldn't. I even had, like, an assistant, like, a helper following me around. And it was – I never liked it because I was that kid that I always liked to do things on my own. But at the time, I was still, like, a little too weak to do anything. So,
1: How old are you ta- when you – I'm you're- talking
2: about, like, five, six years old. And you re- and
1: you remember, like, in your head being, oh, like, yeah, this is not like who first, I am. This is,
2: like, first grade. And it was just terrible because, like, I really had – I had such a problem learning. Even you
1: know, back then? Like even find-
2: learning how to walk on my hands was, like, a struggle. I didn't start walking until I was about – Four.
1: It just. I used to. Hands. I used to
2: just drag myself around, four or five. When I finally got enough strength to stand up.
1: Do so they put you through some type of program for the, no. fetal, the
2: for the fetal alcohol syndrome, or uh, to mean, get rid of the to, uh, drug? Me, I don't remember too much of that part uh, because I, I also had two surgeries right off rip when I was born. I have a giant scar on my stomach and a giant one going up my back. Why? What kind of surgery? Uh, one, to remove uh, one of my rib bones that was like impeding into my like intestines. And then one, to correct my spine on my back. I have these two tiny little pins in my back.
1: So you've been a fighter literally sp- from like day one in every way, shape, and form. Like you've always something had... Like,
2: something like that. I mean, I'm still breathing.
3: Well, yeah, you're no kidding.
1: <laughs> I mean, you, you don't let anything stop you. Like it doesn't matter what whatever adv- like any type of like negative thing that comes your way it seems like you've like fought through all of it even from such a young age so well i mean even with the so how did you get rid of the how do they get rid of the fetal alcohol syndrome is it just I, I don't
2: really know the details of it um i talked to my little brother as he was like growing up his name's sam by the way
1: are you guys close
2: yes we play call of duty all all the time every day and did he, you guys he, stay so, he, together yeah he well no I, I, I got in contact with him when I was a little kid and then I lost contact until I was like a senior in high school and then I've been in contact every day since.
1: Since so like for how yeah, many years? Yeah, I think years? he
2: just like texted me like just now because I saw a little PlayStation icon pop up. That's how he texted me. He's still in school. He's a sophomore in high school.
1: Really? Yeah.
2: He's a wrestler like me. So how did you court. even
1: find him? Same mom?
2: and. Oh, uh, yeah, no, same mom. I just looked, uh, I went to the agency because I was like, I need to find my little brother.
1: And you never found your like, mom? I,
2: nah, I know where she's at. She's in prison. But my little brother, it's like, it was. I'm, like, I'm his only brother. You know what I mean? So I had to go. Totally. I had to make sure I really established that connection. And I have. He always be bragging to his friends and shit about like, oh, dude, look at my big brother. This, this is my big brother. Because uh, his mom, his mom be telling me, his foster mom be telling me, so... Uh, it's good. It's like it's like having an impact, like on somebody like that, especially my little man. I really like want to spread that to everywhere else.
1: That's amazing. So you have a relationship with your brother. Yeah. And so, how did you go from when you say you living on the streets? Though, like, how was that? Like, so did you leave the foster care and be like, screw this? I want to go uh, live you know, on the street. Some
2: families would just lock me out of the house, and then I would just have to figure shit out. So then I made friends.
1: So how did you find this wonderful woman that? I was, uh,
2: at, the, at that point I was fighting all the time and I was in a really shitty foster home and um,
1: when you say shitty what happened? Like, in there shitty,
2: like everybody every other foster boy in that in that house was out for my head and I was low key out for theirs too
1: what do you mean like what
2: does that mean like out for the if head? I caught you slipping I'm going to punch you in the back of the head or if they catch me slipping they're going to punch me in the back of the head like it gets so bad like I'd be in my sleep and I wake up to somebody punch me in the face
1: but what's the <laughs> purpose? Like, why? Because we
2: hated each other. But why? I don't know. You guys I, are all in the same situation. I, I, I know. And I never understood that. I remember, I remember being in there and I would recognize that I already didn't like these guys because like in school, we weren't the greatest friends.
1: Oh, right. But like,
2: I was, I've always been the type of dude that's just like, I'm just going to mind my own business. Yeah. And go do whatever I do. And yeah. somehow I, they, they always ended up in my face about some stupid thing. And then the last, poss- the last the last, time we fought, uh, somebody got hurt and a chair got stuck in the ceiling. And, in the ceiling? Yeah. Oh,
1: my God. Okay.
2: <laughs> and, um, and for some reason, it all got blamed on me. So then I got thrown out and I was about to get shipped to Cincinnati to a group home. And if the group home didn't take me, then that was, that was it. Uh, I'd be homeless at 16, 17. Uh, so that's what was happening, and then they asked my mom because, like I said, they didn't have any options. So they asked my mom, and she was only fostering girls at the time. And they asked her if she could do like an emergency placement, and she uh, said, "Yeah." And then, boom!
1: Wow, things actually
2: worked out, and have been constantly working out ever since.
1: And you're close. With, you're close with uh, yeah. That's my mom. Like she, it, I saw in an interview with you guys back when I think it was on Ellen, maybe I don't remember. She seemed like a really lovely, nice woman.
2: Hell yeah. My mom from the streets too. Shit. If my mom grew up rough, that's why she is the way she is today. Right. You know, growing up a harder life, you can still come out really kind on the other end. There are a lot of people I know that have like the craziest backstories and they're the nicest people.
1: Isn't that always the way it is? It's like either it's one way or the other, right? Yeah. It's never like in the middle. What I, I find interesting is that like all these other foster homes- even yours or otherwise, like why are they even taking kids if they're such, like if they're so brutal with them? Like I don't because understand. Because they get paid. But ex- I, I, I <laughs> mean, it's, yeah, but like. No,
2: like you can you can make good money having five to 10 foster kids in a house. It doesn't mean you have to take care. Of it. it doesn't mean that money's getting put back into the kids.
1: Right. But isn't there, I guess my question is, isn't there supervision around it? Like isn't no, there someone no, overseeing it?
2: Not really. And if the kid says something, most parents, you know, they're adults they're not alive (laughs) that's
1: so terrible to hear and yet so this woman when when this woman took over and you became a family how did it change your life like how did it start to Uh, change your life it was
2: fun we butted heads so many times (laughs) really uh yeah i had a bad attitude at that point I, i i didn't say i'd given up on life but i definitely hated everything and everybody and I just minded my business, messed with my music, and kept to my sport and my few friends I had. I had, and that was it. Like aside from that, if you stepped to me wrong, something was going down, and that's just how it was. Because like you got to think, yeah. going through, you experienced almost seven, about seventeen years of just pure shit.
1: Totally. From the moment
2: you opened your eyes for the first time. Yep. <laughs> you do. know what I mean? So like when you experience that, like it, like for in my, if, at least for me, I had. I was I, I just give like not giving up, but like I just lost hope for any type of peace. So I was always ready for action all the time, and my mom kind of toned me down, and then the rest of my family they toned me down because like my family I'm in mean, now, they're like we have musicians, we have rappers, we have we have gangbangers. I'm not missing their name, but like you know what I mean. They, yeah. They, like we got my family. Like we're we're uh, I would say. <laughs> Your average African American family, (laughs) you know what I mean? Right. Right. No, I know you mean mean everything and food good, family good. But like when it's time to step up and step for real, we all step together. And I I didn't have that type of sense. My thing was if you're gonna step, I'm just gonna step because you're stepping, right? You know. And I saw, and that my whole mentality changed. Now, only time I actually do step is when it's about people I actually care about, people that have meaning and value in my life
1: so then did you were you ever into drugs at that at a young age or because of what happened to you when you were born you stayed away from them
2: i kind of actually stayed away except for smoking weed honestly
1: and that's the only thing do you do that still or is that still oh absolutely but everything else you don't do <laughs> no okay is that why you're wearing the sunglasses are you high right now it's okay no, you can no, be honest no, no. with no, me like,
2: I, I smoke but i'm not high
1: you're not. You no. are so I could tell your eyes look a little like happy right now. What? <laughs> they do. And that's why you're wearing those sunglasses. Don't lie to me. It's okay. I don't care. You're not it doesn't affect um, me in any
2: way. But nah. Um, yeah, no. Nah, like I grew up around like weed and like uh cocaine and all these like hard yeah. like hard drugs. Like where I was at. Like when I when I get locked out of a house, guess whose house I'm going to? Yeah. Big homie down the street that got the trap house because he has an extra room.
1: Yeah, what kind of house? A trap? trap house. What's the trap
2: house? A drug house.
1: Oh, it's called a trap house? Yeah. yeah you're gonna teach me some stuff now. Okay. <laughs> and so you went to the trap house <laughs> and then and then you did the drugs at the trap house.
2: Yeah, and I, like, I started that at like 13. Like it was, it was just crazy.
1: But can I ask you a question and like, okay, so let me ask you this. Like, how yeah. are you gonna be living on the street? Like, you know, you don't have legs. Like, it sounds like you're, you're like so tough. Even at a young age, I like was it, taught
2: how to fight. I even was taught, at a
1: small age, I was
2: taught how to street fight when I was young, and then I learned how to fight for real and with I no legs. Wrestle. Even yeah. like you were, were you ever I used to hear. I used to when I was sixteen, I would hit somebody in the chest, and I'd knock the air out of them.
1: But your arms and didn't look like that. I would,
2: like I would, they didn't. That's the thing. I'm stronger now. But like I hit somebody, it's like I was already, I was forever been to like doing damage.
1: No yeah, kidding. Yeah,
2: and uh, it was. I don't know, they mess with me because of that. They was like, oh, this strong ass dude.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but you were never scared. Like were you ever fearful of your life because or did you did you ever did you ever feel scared because that because the fact that you didn't have legs and this one did have legs or you couldn't
2: run or what like did nah, you Nah have- cause like at that like growing up, i had been I've been punched in the face so many times and just had the crap beaten out of me to the point where I was like, shoot, they hit me, I'm gonna still hit them back. I'm used to this. Let's go. You know, so it was, it wasn't that, but until like, unless somebody like pulled a, like pulled a gun or something. And that's happened a f- couple of times too, coming up. I remember the first time I was 15. Dude, I thought we were taking, like we, like we jipped him on like a pack of weed. We're like, like, we're high school, freshman in high school. And he pulls out a little, a little pocket rocket and points it right in my dome. And said, I'm going to give him more weed. And I was like, no. Like, you know what I mean? I was like, you need to just chill out, let's talk. I said, if you want me to go wait, I'll go wait. Like, it was like a really, one of those like real situations where, you know, you don't want to upset nobody or say the wrong thing because one wrong word could mean uh, you're in a hearse, you know? So it, it was like, those real moments really taught me how to stay calm in really tense situations. Right. Cause like I've been in some tense situations, like the tense situations I get in now, I won't even sweat. You know, so like I'm just sitting there, chilling. <laughs> even my fighting, like I I'll get put in a choke or something and I don't get choked out because I'm calm. And I'm still dinging your shit up and I'm still getting out of your move countering it to get to what I want because I'm calm. Being calm is like a key important thing for me. Cause when I'm not calm, I mean, it could be good, but like most times it's, it's not. I think it's with everybody,
1: right? Like, when someone, like, loses their their cool, their shit, like, that's when real problems happen, right?
2: Because the only time I think that's okay, like, and I, it's happened, like, is during competition. Like, during competition, if I accidentally break something or, like, mess you up really bad, I'm still scoring points. So, it's okay. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. So it, Like, if it's not that situation, then I stay away.
1: Okay. So, are, so how did you get serious about wrestling and what is the type, ti- what's the title called that you hold or what you have? What's the, the in wrestling? Like what's the,
2: Oh, like, I'm an all American,
1: all American. Like in, is it what category is it? Just
2: 125 old? pounds
1: overall. Like what's the, what other, give me the other categories. A hundred, like the
2: weight classes. Or yeah. The, yeah. So the 125, 133 pounds, 141. Uh, 147, 157, once. So you're just in the, hu- yeah. you're,
1: you're the, you're the, uh, all American. I'm, I'm the
2: smallest weight class.
1: But you're the, but you are the champion in that weight class. Uh,
2: no, I actually wasn't a champ. I was among the top 10.
1: Oh, is this what I saw on the Netflix special? Like you lost it by something? Oh, is that, that was,
2: no, that was high school. Oh, that was high school. So okay. high school, I never made it to the state championships. College, I made it to the national championships.
1: So are you fighting people? Uh, with legs? Yeah. All the time?
2: Yeah, every day.
1: But you have like, I mean, don't don't they, isn't that like a disadvantage if you- no, I
2: have a six, I have a six, five arm span. I, I can still punch you in the mouth if you're standing straight up. Oh my God. And if you got to kick me, I can still just grab your leg and get you to the ground and still punch you in the face while you're hitting the ground. <laughs> you wow. know, so it, it's like, there's a, there's like, a, it's just how, like wrestling. Uh, is what really gave me the groundwork for all of this, because I had to figure out how my body works, not how yours works and coloration, know how mine works to dominate you. So like, I'm able to go select punches, select picks. Like sometimes when somebody goes to kick, I will get out the way of the kick and as I'm pulling their leg back, catch the ankle, grab the wrist, and then just...
1: Wow. Yeah. So how did? <laughs> Where did you start to take this more, so by the way, can I ask you a question? So you yeah. don't have legs, where does it stop and start with you? Like,
2: Oh, I just don't have legs.
1: Can you go to the bathroom? Yeah. Like, do you go to the bathroom like, like, not like me, cause I'm a girl, but like any other guy goes to the bathroom? Yeah. So you have like all your parts.
2: Yeah. Everybody always gets that mistake and it's been, it's been so hilarious. I remember, um, I remember a while ago, hey, you remember that manscape? Thing I did.
1: Tell me, tell me, tell me. I want to know.
2: I uh, have uh, Manscape offered to pay me for uh, just like a little promotion thing, so I did it, and I like everybody lost their shit because everybody just been constantly asking. So they're like,
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's what I want to know too.
2: Uh, but no, like I pretty much shut the internet up on that one, but nobody's really said it and said it since.
1: So wait, so Madscape paid you like a sponsorship thing to do like to do that. Advertise
2: their fucking razor. Right. And you, wait, did you show your, your parts? I I fucking just shaved my chest. I I have I, I fucking shaved about this long thing of chest hair.
1: And that's what they paid you for? Yeah. Okay. But that, so they didn't pay you to shave anything else or do anything else or. But you, so you have all of your parts intact. Yeah. And so when you go to the bathroom, what do you do?
2: Use the toilet just like anybody else does.
1: Like anybody, like both. uh, Yeah.
2: Peeing and pooping and everything. Yeah. Everybody completely always gets that misconception about me. My thing is if I can eat and drink, that's true.
1: And you're and not I wearing a colostomy, yeah. Yeah, and I
2: don't have a colostomy bag. Yeah. Where is it going?
1: Well, that's what I was curious. <laughs> I wanted to know, I wanted to know that. And so is it like normal? Like, if, like when I say normal, that's not the right word. Normal being like how I would do it or your Craig would do it or Will or whoever. Yeah. That And so can you have sex?
2: Yeah. Do you have sex? Yes. Like <laughs> on, on the regular? <laughs> uh, when I'm not working. <laughs>
1: <laughs> do you, wait, do you have a girlfriend? I do not. Okay, do you have lots of girlfriends? Uh, Do you meet girls once in a while? Every day. And like, are are girls like sometimes like fascinated by you? And like...
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't know what it is. Ever since I was like young, it's been kind of like... So girls are not a problem? No. Never never. been a problem? Like getting girls or... I I remember, I might not have been the most liked person at my school, but I was always pulled up with the sexiest chick at like homecoming and prom. Like, really? Everybody would want my girl every time. Really? Yeah, so I was that dude. Okay. But I didn't like nobody, so nobody liked me. I only had a couple friends, so that was okay. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. So what's your type? Like what kind of girl do you like?
1: I'm waiting, I wanna know. <laughs>
2: Craig, Craig's
1: not even paying attention. Oh, like don't that. look at Craig. He's he's on his phone. Craig is Craig is his manager I I who's sitting smiled. here. I I yeah. Craig's like not that. even paying attention. He's literally he's probably texting some girl right now. Also, he's not even yeah. listening to your sit yeah. stories I'm, with I'm girls. The well, there you go. But
2: no, I I like honestly. I, I, like, I like white women, Brazilian chicks,
1: and Puerto Rican chicks. Okay. Do you like yeah. young, old, fit, voluptuous? I like
2: maybe like a little. <laughs>
1: I want to know the details, Zion. I'm not here. To, I'm not here to fuck around. I don't want to hear about all the wrestling no, you're, without you're, hearing this.
2: You're, you're real. You're real. All I right. am
1: real. I don't want to talk uh, about the other. You know the weather.
2: Yeah. All right. So I like a nice butt. Butt. Okay. Yeah. That's
1: okay. That's like that's not why are you why you're so shy about that. That's like uh, everybody.
2: No. 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 It's just like, that was like a like. Doesn't a,
1: everybody like a nice butt? I thought I, that I, was like yeah. kind of a known
2: thing, right? Yeah. I, I like. I like. Uh, I like fit girls though. Fit girls, I would yeah. imagine, because you're fit. I don't like lazy people.
1: Yeah, well, exactly. Join the club. So you like that. And then, so when was the last time you had a girl? Have you had a girlfriend? Because you're young. You're 24.
2: Yeah, like two months ago.
1: <laughs> two months. Oh, so for a long time? or no, For just?
2: a little bit. That I kicked her out. like, told her to go kick rocks.
1: Go kick rocks. Oh, like, go kick rocks. Oh, go hit kick rocks. Okay, <laughs> yeah. but so you have no problem meeting girls and going out with girls. And no, I just
2: went out like last weekend.
1: That's amazing. I and love yeah. it. I love it. And it's you who's the one who's like, well, I'm not so crazy, but this one or that one or the other.
2: I mean, I'll pull up to John. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm the. You're good. I'm, I'm the band. I, I pull up. Anytime I pull up, people get excited. Well, of course, yeah, because you're different, yeah. Right? But you drive also. Mm-hmm.
1: I saw, like, I saw in one of these videos. So you just drive with your arms, right?
2: Yeah, my, That's my car in drive so the driveway.
1: So what's interesting is like, there's nothing really. You've like worked your life out, and that's. And we're gonna get to this whole part soon, but like, it feels like everything that someone would do with legs as a as a everyday person. You figured out and managed a way to do it also, and yet do other, th- and excel at so many things as well.
2: Yeah. You know, it's not even that, like excelling, but if I want to drive a car, I have to figure it out, or I'm not going to drive a car. If I want to ride a bike, I have to figure it out, because no one's going to be able to teach me how to ride a bike, but I can ride a bike. I have to you gotta figure it out. The things Are you that, riding a bike? Yeah, I can ride a bike. I have a BMX bike back in Ohio.
1: How are you riding a bike?
2: It's easy. I just post a bike up. Put, put my arm on the handlebar, kick the bike up. My, like I said, I got long arms. Pedal with one arm, steer with the other one.
1: So you're using
2: your arm to pedal. The, yeah, the bike. and I have like really insane balance. So it's like you need to easy. This. Yeah. You've never seen the video of me doing it? You, ha- I have a,
1: would you ride my bike afterwards? No, I,
2: I like my bike and only my bike. That's why you don't see me ride bikes.
1: Why is it? Because you, you figured out your bike?
2: Because I have the handlebars twisted to a certain angle and shit. So I can rest my arm across and then my pedals like i like sanded them down so they're soft so like they don't have that grip on them so I don't destroy my fingers
1: That is a, yeah that's an amazing and craig you didn't know this yeah
2: dude dude you should ask, ask bro next time i'm on the phone with my mom bro be like design design's bike in the garage you'll know, be like yeah he used to ride that thing everywhere every day bro i would ride my bike two miles down the street to my boy kyle's house just to hit dabs what? Yeah. <laughs> and you can't ride my bike though. But then I, he had to take me back home because it was all back uphill. So.
1: <laughs> Why can't you ride mine though? Is it because you haven't configured it
2: yet? well, no, because like I'd have to like break your bike down just to to fix it, right? Yeah, to my specific thing. Like size and all that stuff. Yeah. Because I did see so, like my bike. It's not like a big bike. It's like probably about. Shit! Where's What's Where's my phone? My bike is not a big bike. Like, like
0: I said, it looks like be a nice
1: a yeah. bike. Yeah. But still, it's a bike for crying out loud. Like, you're using your arms to pedal. I mean...
0: Well, explain, explain to how you use how you play the drums. Oh, oh so not like, so Craig, we're not
1: there yet. Don't, <laughs> ruin don't ruin it. Don't ruin it. It's the climax of everything. We haven't gotten to that yet. Okay, I, don't, I don't know if you are going to get of there. Of course. We're going to uh, get there, Craig. Uh, the we're going <laughs> to talk about all of this. This is like... This is just like... It's like a... That's a crescendo, right? Like... We need to get to all the other stuff, like the sex and the and the parts of the body. <laughs> and then we get to that stuff. Um, you're, you're jumping ahead, Craig.
2: Please. Oh uh, this is my little brother, by the way. He's big as big as hell. Oh,
1: wow. Yeah, he's a
2: big kid. Yeah. A really, a really big kid. <laughs> he
1: is a big kid. Are you gonna show me the BMX?
2: That's what I'm doing. Oh my god, he's a big kid, actually. Yeah, he's almost six feet tall. 16. Wow. I don't know. Like, you yeah, gotta think, he's probably not gonna stop growing for a few years. He might be 6'6. Six, six. He might be. you. Maybe you would have been 6'6. Six, six. Oh, yeah.
1: Because you know what I'm looking at? Your arms, right? Like, the, yeah. if the way they are in terms of the proportion to your body, I mean, they are pretty long. And yeah, I'm gonna, big. my phone's being slapped. Okay, you don't want to show it to me right now. So then, okay, so let's get into the the rest. Let's just talk first about like how did you become serious, like with the wrestling, and how did you start to like build? Did you already have like you already had like the 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 adversity down where you knew you were never playing a victim? You were always kind of like you were always kind of uh playing defense so what happened then with the wrestling like at what point were you like you know what i want to try doing this more seriously and i want to become more like what did you do oh
2: it was never that i was like i'm trying more seriously i just i was still learning you know right going going up to the sport i was getting my ass kicked because i was still progressively learning and each match even though i would lose first Mm -hmm. match like i was say like first match get blown out second match don't get blown out as much third match like, but why wrestling? What made you even think of wrestling? I don't know. My friends are doing it. Oh, okay. okay <laughs> yeah, that's like, e- no, no, that's, makes yeah, sense. Like, yeah. honestly, yeah. sometimes it's that yeah. easy. Like my friends were doing it. My coach get my coach at the time gave me a flyer cause he's my art teacher. It was just literally just things worked out. That's, worked like, that's why. Out.
1: So then you just kind of pr- practice and practice to become better and better at yeah, it. To it right? took me
2: like 10 years.
1: That's a lot. I mean, how much it, were you practicing? And every, how much-
2: I was wrestling every day, every season. So so when you moved in Computing. with your mom at yeah. sixteen,
1: um, what was your schedule like for for wrestling? Were you just hours a day? Like uh,
2: I mean, I'm still going to high school at the time, and practice would be like from two forty five to five thirty, and that would be that. And then we go do the same thing the next day. And then on, on, on Saturdays we'd have a double practice, and on Sundays we'd have a practice. If you didn't, if you weren't at church at the time we had practice, you had to be at the wrestling room. Um, So, yeah, we were just always getting it in. Then Me and my best friend, Jake, who's my coach's son, one of my best friends, this dude uh, would always invite me, be like, hey, do you want to come wrestle? My dad will come pick you up and drive us there. And I was like, yeah, I'd always be like, yeah, dude, like, you want to, like, if you can pick me up, yeah, that'd be fucking awesome every time. So then me and my boy, we, like and his, um, coach, his name is Coach Donahue, he would take me and Jake to these tournaments and stuff as we were like all through uh, uh, elementary school, middle school and we just had a good time. And like we were building experience. Jake was obviously the complete superior wrestler to me growing up, but then as time, got old, time went on and I got older, I've definitely closed the gap and now we're on the same level, doing, both doing really extreme big stuff at a very high level. And so that went into then
1: after after high school, you did what? Like you kind of, did you go to
2: college? Yeah, I went to Kent State University for two and a half years and I dropped out.
1: Oh, why did you drop yeah.
2: out? Because I thought it was bullshit.
1: Why? <laughs> I mean, here you what? were you on a scholarship? Yeah. And you took, and you still dropped out? Yeah. Zion, not to be like your mother, but why did you do oh, that? Oh,
2: my mom was mad.
1: Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm mad and I'm not she even was, your
2: mom. She was mad. Oh, uh, I never... I remember I told her that within 30 minutes. The college is like 50 minutes away. Why was my mom there in 30 minutes? Like, yeah. And I like, pounded on my door, telling me like, I'm not. And I, and I Loki had already done it, like filled out the stuff to like, uh, not go back. Why? Cause, cause I, I was taking a gamble, but. You did take a gamble, yeah. But did like, you just not
1: like it at all? No, I mean it
2: was cool. No offense to t- Kent State, but I didn't really like some of my teammates. Um, and I was a ca- I was one of the captains on the team, and it's I just I just I had enough. And there was so much opportunity presenting itself in California at the time, and all through me going uh, to college, I was I was a college athlete, and then I'm a prof- at the same time I'm like at the beginning of my professional track and field like, my professional track track and field career. So I'm, like, always flying to California, always flying to Phoenix, always going to Colorado, like, always going, like, to all these different parts of the country. Right. And I'm missing out on school, and then professors get mad, but I'm like, I'm a pro athlete. Fuck you want me to do? Right. But, like, just how, like, Olympic athletes, when they get to... When they got to go race, yeah. What was the difference for me doing that and Kent State had a little thing about it because I was the only pro athlete that was actually going to the school. Could you could you do it online or no? Nah, because if I did it online, I'd just cheat and then I wouldn't learn nothing. I'd just be paying to waste my time. So, uh, <laughs> but you have, would
1: have had a nice. I know. At least you're being honest. I appreciate yeah. that. But like, at least you would have had a piece of paper, I guess. Right? Like they were yeah. paying for it anyway.
2: Yeah, but you can tell. I'm but like I was mom. studying business management. I was studying business management and why like i still don't have a degree but i'm working with a lot of these companies like helping with like development and ideas alongside craig like to the point where like at some point we're going to be part owners of a lot of these different companies why and without without a fucking degree Well, yeah, we'll wait. And and that, that, and it drives me crazy because my mom was always telling me she was like, "Don't." By the way, my mom, she understands that now. It's like she understands what I'm doing now because I took that chance and actually made. something. And you're actually doing something with it, yeah.
1: I get it.
2: But like that, at that moment, making that decision, I have fifty dollars in my pocket.
1: So who is paying for you to go back and forth to school and like and, and, all, and these events? all these Team events? Team USA. So Team USA was yeah. doing it. So wait, so okay, the, let's just because okay, I want to make sure people understand this all. So basically, you do the wrestling. You're you're at Kent State. You're doing you're like a college athlete doing that. Where are these opportunities? Like, were people starting to get to know who you were? Like, how did you start oh, getting yeah. all these? Like, when did that part happen? When you started to kind of become like more well known?
2: Oh, uh, like to to get to college.
1: In general, like I mean, oh, like no, it was just no, no. I mean, I mean, actually, in college when you were going, you said oh, all these I,
2: opportunities in oh, California yeah, because and everywhere. in college my Netflix thing dropped. Oh, uh, that,
1: oh, that dropped while you were in college. So it was 2018, right?
2: Yeah, that was. Sheesh.
1: So what happened? Did Netflix come to you? Like, what was the? How did uh, that no, happen? I
2: worked with these producers from New York City, and they submitted this thing we filmed for about a week to the Sundance Film Festival. Ended up winning best document short documentary at Sundance and almost every uh, f- uh, film festival across the planet, and it was absolutely just blew everything out the water. And Netflix one of their hands on it, and for the last five years, it's currently been on Netflix. Have the one of the longest running short documentaries on Netflix up to date.
1: So that's it, how it happened. Yeah. So these producers did a thing with you and it went to Sundance and went to everywhere else. Yeah, but like that, wasn't, that wasn't
2: even it. Oh no, I don't even wanna talk about all that. I got, I drew the short stick in that deal because I was an idiot kid. Well, if you went to school and
1: <laughs> finished your degree, maybe you would have been able to like negotiate yeah, but better. It, there
2: wasn't, I, there was a time to finish the degree <laughs> when or, you're, you're a sophomore in college and you're at Sundance and you're in the middle of fucking Salt Lake, in outside Salt Lake City in a car. And you're signing a piece of paper without not even a parent or oh. a mom or an agent or a lawyer. So you had nobody representing you for that? Nah, I didn't know what I was doing.
1: And so you never made a dollar off of that. Ugh. So now what? Like it's on Netflix and you're just not do, getting anything from it. Ooh, except- nah,
2: I, I definitely took the opportunity from that to build my Leverage. own thing. And now I'm making money doing other things yeah. because I have that notoriety. Even without Netflix. Shit was starting to blow up anyways. Like what? Because like like I said, I'm a I'm a two time all American. Right. And like I was one, like when it came to when you heard like the top guys in the country, my name was one of that one of the ones that popped up every time. I'm on ESPN, I'm on Sports Center, Moss and Cats. What's because, it called?
1: Moss and
2: Cats Oh, that means just beating them up.
1: Oh oh, oh okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> you gotta like give me the English version of that. I don't know what that means, but okay. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> but like, you know, it's like I I was doing so well for myself. Like just like going against Ohio State, going against Michigan, going against all these different schools. Right. And. Um, that you were all over ESPN
1: anyway and all these places. Yeah. And like, but that's even more why it's weird that you never had an agent or someone, a lawyer to even like look at a contract. Yeah, you
2: can't because in college and at the time under NCAA rules, you weren't allowed to get paid nothing from anything.
1: Not for, but, the, but
2: Netflix is separate. I know it's separate, but like. All, like most things, like the colleges, they didn't really support. All that other stuff, right? Because yeah. they wanted it you to be. A hundred
1: percent, right? Like that's, that's what happens, you know, unless you have good Yeah, no, we
2: had a little dispute with, I'm not going to say his name, but we had a little dispute with old Bumpy ass, And, uh, <laughs> and, now, and now
1: what? Like, I guess, can you, it, so basically you've leveraged that opportunity.
2: Oh, no, we had to get the, we had, I had to like fight for the rights back to my own name and likeness on a film. Oh my gosh! Can, yeah, are
1: you able to do? Or have you ever thought of doing your own like documentary, like oh, docu series? No, that's, that's
2: already that's already something that's uh, potentially in the works. I, I don't know how much I can talk about it, but uh, I'm really excited. Uh, and this time, uh, like I said, Bumpy Ass think is getting yeah. his hands on it because
1: this Bumpy-ass? is, something, is this that what he's calling is, it? Yeah, it's
2: uh, just short because I really don't like this dude. At all. Oh, okay. Apparently uh, uh, not. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he, tried to, he tried. He tried to say he made me famous. Let's just say that. Oh. Okay. And I don't even care about that. But you're trying to say you made me, bro. Right.
1: You know what's interesting I, I, about you? You, is, you
2: hung out with me for a week. You didn't make shit. See, this is
1: what's good about you, Matt. I bet your your best quality is also probably your 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 worst qualities because how you were raised and growing up, you had to be like have like a chip, not a chip on your shoulder, but like have like some kind of like toughness built into you right yeah. where you're not afraid of anything you're I'm not
2: afraid sc- of anything or to say anything sometimes it could really be bad
1: it could like but it like, could bite like, you in the butt sometimes yeah, like
2: I was on uh, TMZ with Debo Samuel and like with he who was, he's a really big really good football player okay what's his name Debo Debo Samuel. oh Debo okay okay yeah and uh yeah every other word was like bleeped out yeah you couldn't understand what I was saying like the whole time but because I was actually really excited, you know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah, I yeah, was yeah. like, I was like, "Oh shit, you're fucking deep."
1: Yes, remember. By the way, we have gonna edit this part out too. Will. <laughs> Just, <yeah. laughs> <laughs>
2: that's kidding uh, uh but like for real like it's like you you gotta learn when and when like when the right and wrong places are to say certain things
1: well especially if you want to be like you do a lot of motivational speaking who are you speaking to i mean all
2: ages you know i'll say if i speak to kids obviously i'm going to speak different than i'm speaking to you right now well yeah, I mean, and then if i'm speaking to high schoolers i'm going to speak a little bit different from those kids college students. Want to say whatever the fuck I want, right? Uh, you That's know what right. I mean. Do you, are you doing a lot of the are you doing a ton of the kids and stuff? stuff? I'll be more professional, huh?
1: Yeah, no. Do you do a lot of the circuits for kids, like for everything
2: I do for kids is for free,
1: like colleges and no
2: colleges pay me. Colleges pay yeah, you. Yeah, they but got money
1: when you. Uh, <laughs> a lot of them do, but when you go into but like huh? Like when you do high schools and
2: high like, schools, yeah. depending on what kind of high school it is, would be depending on how I go about it, but. To me, the high schoolers, they're kids. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, so if it comes down to it, like my high school, I want to go back and speak there for free. I just want them to give me the time, you know? Right, right. So like they like stuff like that. It's not about the aspect of going somewhere, speaking, making profit. No, it's actually about going somewhere, making an impact and sharing your story to inspire somebody else to do something great.
1: Right. So you do. So how often are you doing? Do, do you do a lot of corporate?
2: No, I mean, I've been get I've been definitely building up my speaking. Uh, you know, I've made, I went from, uh, I've, I've definitely like built it over the last couple of years. COVID really put it on the back burner. Yeah. With everybody. Right. Cause like I was starting, I, I started off with a bang uh, speaking at the F45 World Convention. And I was doing, I was going around to all these different colleges flying. I was, I'd be on, I'd be in Arizona one day. And then I'd be in Rhode Island one day. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, I'm in Los Angeles. Right. You know, it, yeah, it, would be, it, was, it was going crazy. And then COVID happened. So I went back to Ohio and played Call of Duty for um, like six months straight. Wow. Are you kidding? <laughs> there was really nothing to do. No. Yeah, there was like very it, much nothing to do. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, if I can't do, if I really can't do anything, I'm going to get really good at this video game. Did
1: you get good at it?
2: Yeah. Now I'm in the video game. You're in the video yeah, game? Yeah, I'm in Call of Duty. What do you mean? I'm in the game. How did you become
1: a person, or how did you get in the
2: game? So I help with the zombie animations and some of the, uh, so they're going to be releasing a wild animal. I'm not going to say which, but like, this was, <laughs> I help with like this animal ripping people apart and stuff. Uh, Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, I worked with Activision Studios like and they paid last you. summer. Yeah,
1: That's cool. That's a big game to be in. I know, right? Wow, your brother must be
2: super impressed with oh, you. Oh, he plays it all the time. Yeah. That's, that's all he plays. Every time massive. I see his name, his uh, username is GLG. Uh-huh. I will be, like, be like, GLG is playing Call of Duty. GLG is playing Call of Duty. Like, if I look at the last 10 notifications of him just on the game, it's yeah. Call of Duty. Or Fortnite.
1: He's yeah, a kid. Of course, he's he so a kid.
2: Kids like Fortnite.
1: So you play a lot of video. So wait, so then when you got after... So when COVID kind of started to open up a little bit more... Is that when you came back to Los Angeles? You you came back to LA and Yeah, I
2: came to LA and I moved to San Diego and I just recently moved back up to LA. Oh, you moved to San Diego? Yeah, why? I I was down, I don't know, it's quiet, I liked it. It is quiet. Beautiful women.
1: More beautiful in San Diego than in LA?
2: LA, you gotta be careful. Some of them are super fake. They have ratchet, nasty ass attitudes.
1: A lot of them do. Yeah. That's true, and not so much in San Diego?
2: No. So why did you move back? Because I don't care about that. I came, I got work to do.
1: So, what, so what kind of work? Good, okay, that's good. What kind of work are you doing now? Like, what have you spent? Like, give me a day in the life of you. Shit. Like, what time do you
2: wake up? What's your, give me exactly what you do. Uh, I wake up at 6 a.m. Every day. Every day. Okay. I'll smoke a joint. Every day. Every at day. Six. I swear, like, either 6 or the time that I wake up, it's sometime early morning. Okay, 6 a.m. And then I'll go f- take my dog outside. I have a little blue nose pit bull named Kana. So I take her outside. She's like, she's six months old. So she's still a baby. Oh,
1: really? So, so yeah,
2: yeah take her out for a walk. I'll sit there, let her do her business for like 20 minutes or so. And I take her back up. And then I'll, I'll either, uh, well, now me and Craig stay at the same spot, but I would call Craig <laughs> early as fuck in the morning and be like, Craig, what do I gotta do today? <laughs> you
1: guys live together now? Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah, he's my homie. Okay. But I'd be like, Craig, fuck, we gotta do today. And he'd be like, <laughs> he'd be telling me, he'd be like, uh, he be like, what time? This?
1: <laughs> and this is what time you're calling Craig at? Like Sometimes seven? it's
2: early, early. Okay. Depends on what time I get started.
0: Okay. do no
2: And I know how to buy. I know how to bypass it. So I, I'll just call him anyways. Be like, Craig, sure. wake your ass up. <laughs> no, do you know what I gotta do? I love it. Okay. <laughs> but then, like for example, the other day. uh, Woke up pretty early, did the same thing I just told you as the start, and then hung out. I went to watch Mike Tyson and Bobby Smurda, smoke a joint, hit a joint with Bobby Smurda, like, and then- At we what took, time now
1: we're talking? This is
2: like 10. Okay. Yeah, and then- So, that, so
1: for all you've done so far- oh, is this is like joint. probably a little earlier than 10. It's
2: like nine.
1: <laughs> okay, so, okay. Yeah,
2: but like it's real good connections. Like Bobby, like, you know who Bobby Smurda is, right? Yes, I do. Yeah, Even I know who that Bobby is.
1: Bobby <laughs> I know this is and Mike Tyson, who's like I think I would that would be yeah I wanted him to be on the podcast actually go on, but uh, Maybe you yeah,
2: can help no, me. Uh, Uncle Uncle Mike is uh, dope, super dope. He actually uh, gave me this and the days like the day before that he, uh, three four days five days ago he gave me this. I
1: saw that that's cool. Yeah, uh, it's but, a Tyson necklace for those of you just listening. Okay,
2: go on. But um, then we went to some of like some event like this Instagram thing we got invited to because uh, we're working directly with Meta.
1: Oh, you are okay. Yeah. I want to hear about this. Face on,
2: on fitness, for oh, yeah. I forgot. To say oh, wow. That, okay,
1: right? we're okay. So, I'm gonna write that down. We're gonna get back. So, finish yeah. your day in the life and then we're gonna get to all that stuff.
2: But, uh, I went to this uh Instagram event held by medics. We got invited. Uh, I got uh, me and Craig got invited to it, and then we just um, what did we do after that? Smoke another joint? We did <laughs> actually, <See? laughs> yeah, yeah. We, I swear. Like, listen, I, I might be in California. I'm from the hood in yeah, yeah. Northeastern Ohio.
1: What I like, at least you're honest and you're
2: real, right?
1: There's no like, like, I, do, like, like I do that.
2: But like, and on top of that, sometimes if I don't have something to do in that morning, I'm training under my coaches.
1: Oh, okay. So mm-hmm. wait, so, um, wait, so you finished the, Okay. You did the joint, blah, blah, blah. Another joint, another joint, and then the vent, whatever. And then do you have, do you go to bed at a certain time? Are you I a go to bed. I go to
2: bed. I like to party, but like, I go to bed when I'm tired.
1: So it doesn't matter to you because you're like still 24, you're a young guy. So yeah. So when are you okay? So can you train and smoke joints
2: at this like at uh, the same? Because nah. don't you get tired? Like yeah. Well, I don't get tired, but I move slow, slow. and my sweat feels thick. Yeah. And then, but like you can like you can feel it when you finally sweat it all out, but it's like. You can't, I just can't do it.
1: You can't do it. So that's basically your day. So, you know, prior, like if you have, if you're in a training, like how, how often are you training a week? I now? train
2: usually at ten thirty every single day, Monday through Thursday.
1: And then between Friday and Friday, Saturday and Sunday, are your days off.
2: Yeah. For the most part. And I'm able to get a lot of work done or like I'll get extra training. in if I go to like craft boxing. Or if I go down to San Diego, go to the arena, or go some like you know somewhere where I can get extra training. Or me and Craig will go to dog pound too, and I I like using the sauna, and conditioning my body and stuff while I'm there too, just to get that extra boost for every week as we lead up to competition. So. And then so okay,
1: so then basically, that's kind of like a day. How about how do you eat? What's your how, and what kind of training do you like the best? And what's your like? What do you like to eat? Do you care? I love rice. Rice. Yeah. Okay. Probably. Um like white rice or brown yeah, rice? Yeah, I like white
2: rice with a little bit of sugar and I like um any I like any Chinese, Japanese or Korean food. Okay, so you're not And it's like- actually pretty healthy too. Like I like getting ramen and all this other stuff.
0: But you occasionally
2: eat- McDonald's and Wendy's.
0: Okay. <laughs> Yeah, we're going
1: to... No, <laughs> we're not. <okay. laughs> we're, we're, poor Will. I hope you're making notes here. No, I'm um, So basically then you are... Uh, you're not a vegan or a vegetarian. Hell, no, you no. just you eat saw, meat.
2: You saw what happened to What's-His-Face. Uh, which one? The who? boxer that lost the fight because he went vegan for his whole weight cut. Oh, Remember who just lost Al or Al, something? Al, you know the boxer from Cuba, the Mexican dude? Is that why
0: he's
2: he lost? From Cuba. No, yeah. like I, no, cause I thought it was Cuba, but then I was like, no, he's Mexican. He's
1: high. That's why he's wearing sunglasses. No, no, no. I'm, Frank, like, I'm, come really, on. I'm really thinking I'm hot.
2: That's I know, I mean. I'm hot too. It's uh, <laughs> very hot in here. Very hot Canelo. in here. Canelo. Canelo Alvarez lost. Because he, because he switched his diet and his weight cut to a vegan diet. Yeah,
1: I mean, When I'm you're a mediator. fighter, don't
2: switch to vegan, bro. You need that energy.
1: Did you ever watch Game Changers on Netflix? Sure. First of all, they picked like a couple of athletes who were like doing well. I mean, for every athlete who's a vegan, I can give you a thousand athletes that are not, right? Like, well, I know. 100%, I 100%, I'm a big boy, I, I agree. Uh, so then, let's talk about Meta. Then, what? Who are your deals with? Give me some. Like, let's talk business now. Now that we know that you, um, you can have sex like a like a like a beast, and you train like a beast when you're not high. <laughs> let's talk about Meta and all the other uh, like how you, d- you conduct business stuff. So, Meta did a deal with you. Yeah. Okay. What kind of deal is that? Uh,
2: I'm currently the face of FitXR on the Oculus Rift. Okay, what? It's a, it's a virtual uh, app you can get on, so you put the headset on. And then there's me walking you through a martial art class, like a boxing class.
1: Oh, okay. And then
2: I just uh, released a cool-down cool session class where, like, you can help you stretch, help you recover. Right. Because, uh, like, these things, there's levels to them. There's beginner, there's intermediate, and then there's hard, you know? Yeah. So... You know, you can, uh, you're able to virtually like get a workout in. And it's all for me, it's a lot about inclusion. It's to where anybody can put the headset on, anybody can get a workout in. All you got to do is just give yourself a little bit of space and you can move around. And all the movements that I've give, I've helped uh, me and FedEx are together have put uh, into this program. It's all about. Um, movements that you wouldn't you don't necessarily need weights for that you can still activate your sweat glands and get your blood right like pumping. no gym
1: required yeah um and then how did that come about did meta contact you
2: shoot i forgot craig how was that? I forget how these people reach out. You know how many people I meet and yeah, talk to. I mean,
1: probably a lot. Do you get a lot of like incoming requests, or do you do a lot of outreach? Like, how aggressive are you? I with- don't.
2: I don't like to go. I don't like to go ask people for stuff unless it's something I really want. And if it's something I really want, I tell Craig. And then he does it. Yeah. Well, how long that, have you guys? Most people. We've been rocking like five years, four years. Like. Oh wow, like that. that's a long but, time. Uh, yeah, but like for real, like it's like. We do things that are best circulated that's best like circulated towards what my mission is and what I want to do with my life and how I want to live and how we're going to live the most comfortably and live the most successful and still give back the most we can and be as motivating and inspirational as we can. And part of that is like the way we do things. We're not, we're not going to jump on a bandwagon just cause somebody said to jump. <laughs> right. What is your mission? Uh, become one of the world's most decorated athletes. Uh, which I'm on my way there.
1: You already won a Guinness.
2: Or you, didn't you win like the Guinness World? Yeah, record? I'm the world's fastest man on two hands. Right. I set it at like nine point four miles amazing. per hour. Currently, I'm running like thirteen miles per hour. So wow, it's, it's been a really fun time. What was the speed before you broke the speed? Shit, sure, I don't know. I don't think there was one. I think I set it and then I'm gonna reset it. Oh, that's that, okay. Yep. Uh, but I'm the first one to ever move that fast. It's not recorded in history, which is awesome.
1: Wow, that is super fast. Um what other sports you do basketball too?
2: A little bit, I'm terrible. I was just shooting for fun. I'm a fighter. Yeah. Like if you really, if you, if you really wanna be, if I want me to be honest, I'm terrible.
1: At the basketball, yeah,
2: I can beat somebody up and I can knock somebody out or choke them out or like drop them on their head because I'm a wrestler. That's because yes, I've strictly done those things for almost twenty years.
1: I can see yeah. this now. Now that I met you, I understand why you'd be a good fighter, though, because you're a fighter. Literally, like it's like perfectly, like it's it's exactly why you should be a good fighter. Yeah, um, and so. What other, what, is there any other sports that you do play that you like?
2: I'm a uh, Paralympic track and field. I just uh, took this past year off. I'm getting ready to, after I'm getting all situated up here in uh, LA. I'm uh, getting ready to start, hit my training full swing again. And uh, I'm gonna try to make it to the world championships this year. And then next year, the year,
1: well. When you say next, track and field, what do you mean? Is like that Paralympic
2: like, track and field? I race in a racing chair.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, back in high school, I'm a two time state champ, Two-time state champ, four-time placer, three-time national champ, uh, one-time world trials runner-up, one-time Team USA member. Uh, yeah, done a lot of stuff. Wow. Yeah.
1: And then do you have any other spot? Like, what are the companies besides Meta? Or how long is the deal with Meta? For a year or is it just uh, ongoing? That
0: a year? Yeah. Meta. Yeah, they're two separate
2: FedEx Oh. The FitXR the yeah, list? but R lives on. Got it. Matter, but they're their own separate. They're their separate entities.
1: Okay. Yeah. What other What other companies are you working closely with? Legends, what I'm wearing right now. Oh, you're doing
2: Legends. Yeah. Oh, okay. Actually, we're about to start. We're about to release some really cool stuff coming out here soon. Uh, so I'm excited to do that. And we're uh, there's a lot of cool things with Legends that you should just be on the lookout for. Okay. Because I don't know what I can technically say, because I didn't really talk to Craig or Scott. Okay. Yet, so. so Legends
1: is another partner of yours. Oh, they're a
2: huge partner.
1: Okay.
2: They have some of my favorite people I grew up listening to and watching on TV. That's great. That I get to work closely with and do cool things with.
1: Yeah, that's a good one. Other um, ones that you are working with as well? Uh, what is,
2: what's the, uh, we're, uh, we're working on partnerships with uh, these different barc- boxing companies. Yeah. I would think- uh, cause I'm i just figuring out like what what my types of gloves are that best suit me. Uh, Like companies like Bull or uh, what was that other one, Craig? Uh, Hayabusa. Really, like really good, good gloves and stuff. But uh, there's a lot. I know I'm probably missing a lot. A ton of them. Yeah, because like my thing is, if you're with me, let's roll and run this shit. That's the guy to ask those questions.
1: Right. So basically, (laughs) Craig is like the business brain behind everything yeah and i'm the
2: guy that goes and physically and you're the physical i'll go beat somebody up and i'll go speak and do whatever yeah
1: exactly (laughs) um how has social media like played a role in your uh success or your overall life like i don't don't give a damn about
2: social media you don't (laughs) i
1: really don't how because that's that's really surprising i mean that's not Oh, it's correct. Doing all that stuff. <laughs> Good. So you're too big. Like, that's interesting. So you're basically, you don't care one way or the other. You're not on there. You're not addicted to social media. Nah,
2: not at all. If I, yeah. I might message somebody and not talk to them for three weeks and be like, oh, hey, sorry. I was busy. Because you're just not like, so. Yeah,
1: we, we had to fix that. Ooh. Yeah. Well, actually, though, that's, but, ac- that's refreshing to hear that you're oh, not. Oh, yeah, no, that.
2: I did fix that. That was actually a really bad issue I had was like responding to people.
1: Well, do you get a lot? Is there a, yeah, yeah, I would have. Is there a lot of incoming stuff? Yeah, all the time, For everything.
2: Because
1: <laughs> I would because ama- you do such amazing fitness stuff on there. I'm, yeah, like I would think fitness people would be contacting you a lot.
2: Fitness, fashion, athletic, women, uh, trainers, everybody.
1: <laughs> women trainers. I love that you're. I love that. So. Like, I'm
2: just being honest. It's like, we, we get a multitude of everything going through, like even artists, painters, musicians. Oh,
1: you're saying, <laughs> Yeah. Craig was saying that you could play drums really well.
2: Yeah. I can play drums, piano, trumpet, guitar, bass, guitar, six string guitar.
1: Oh, yeah. you can play more than just drums.
2: Yeah. So how, I'm good. It, I'm really good with my hands.
1: Yeah. Apparently you could do a lot with those hands. It sounds like, I mean, how did you learn how to play every single instrument? Taught just- myself
2: since I was a little kid. I, I, I remember my first thing was a keyboard, and I would hear something on the radio, and I just had I've always had that find that ear where I can hear. You can hear I, it I, I and just do the, it. I find the bass notes. I find the I find the relating chords, and I would boom, got the whole song down, and then I would start mixing it up.
1: So you you have like a just you're like just musically very talented.
2: Something like that.
1: So I'm. Su- why didn't you lean further into that?
2: Because I like to fight.
1: Yeah, we know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We,
2: okay. I can't. I can't even deny that. About like, like yeah, like the, every time when I'm like out and injured, like right now, like I had an open wound, so I can't, uh, can't train or nothing right now. Uh, but like when it comes to times like these, and I'm sitting there, I'm just watching my teammates go at it or watching them compete, it pisses me off.
1: <laughs> really.
2: Yeah, like that bad. Like
1: you're that like passionate. It's about like, it. I, I
2: I feel like when I'm when I get to fight and stuff, I'm no longer me. You know, like it's like like and I'm, I feel like I'm a nice person. I, I I try to be at least, but when I'm like on the mat, especially if it's a sparring day where we're allowed to cut loose because we're like practically fighting for real. Like like I just like my I feel like my eyes gloss over. I don't hear anybody. I hear like I, I listen for one person's voice and that's whoever said that they're gonna be in that corner. And my body just moves. Cause like in in um like the sport of MMA or wrestling is you gotta have you gotta be in a state of fluidity. Or you gotta or we call it like the flow state, which is almost like I don't know if you ever heard of Dragon Ball, but ultra instinct or whatever. You know how Goku has the ultra instinct? That's practically what the flow state is when you're a fighter. When you can like just like how Anderson Silva used to do it, he lean his face and just move his head to the left, move his head to the right. Nobody can hit him. Yeah, his hand's still down. Why can't you hit him? Cause he's in the flow state. Yeah, so like Wow. Yeah. Just the, but then he would be like down here, get out the way, get out the way, get out the way, get out the way. Boom. Crack you in your shit.
1: Yeah, this is so this really is like your this was supposed to this this basically was is your Passion and what you were meant to do, it sounds like. So the music thing was just something that you're just naturally good at. I did music first. Right, but you were not as passionate about that. Oh, yeah, I was.
2: Oh, you were? I was the head drummer at my church. I was uh, the head drummer for the jazz orchestra. I was a head uh, head drummer for the uh, choir performance group and all this other crap. I would play at clubs and stuff. I would play either my trumpet at a club or i get on the piano or i get on the guitar. Uh, You know, like it was... Like I was like, like sometimes when you're doing, when you're doing music, it's not like you gotta, it's not like, like you can't just stick in school for it. And in school, they only let you choose one. Right. I could play six.
1: And you taught yourself <laughs> everything?
2: Yeah. Except for trumpet. How I went to learn? school. I went to school for that one.
1: Really? Yeah, How did you get the money? Yeah, I learned school.
2: I don't think I, I got it. I just borrowed one from the school. You borrowed the trumpet or the? The piano, the keyboard that I had coming up. I had it since I was a little kid. I got my first drum set from this one family. It's like the third family I was ever at. And I took it all the way with me to my mom's up in, uh, back in Ohio. And that's why I I always had drumsticks. I would always break drumsticks. You go to my mom's house and you walk upstairs in my old room and you open a closet. There's a mountain of drumsticks.
1: Really? I've broken
2: over 200 pairs of drumsticks.
1: But you took that drum set from when you were a little kid. Yeah, I just kept, I just kept, I just
2: kept replacing the heads. Wow, it, you know, like, and drum heads. All you need, all you need is just a little corkscrew thing, and you just, you just tie, unloosen it all the way. Take the take the covering off, put a new one on, tie it back up, test it, tune it. You gotta flick the side of you gotta flick the side of the drum on the wood because whatever sound that resonates from it uh, is the sound that the toms, what the the heads that you hit are supposed to sound like. So it's a process, but like if you're able to do that, you get a perfect sounding set consistently.
1: And you taught, okay, so you taught yourself the drums, the guitar, yeah, everything except the trumpet. Yeah. But then where did you find, like, did you pay someone for lessons? Like, how no, did you I learned
2: f- it in school with everybody else in band.
1: Oh, that's what you meant by yeah. your trumpet. But everything band. else yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. was, everything else was like me doing it on the outside.
1: On the outside. Oh, I yeah. see. Because so the trumpet was the one instrument that you did in school. Yeah. Because and you I had like, to pick and, one.
2: Yeah. But like by okay. the time I started playing trumpet, I already knew how to read music because I taught myself how to read music.
1: So do you think like when you're older, or later in life, like after fighting is kind of gone and kind of been there when you're when you're older? Do you think that you're going to maybe be, take music again much more seriously? I'm taking it like, much
2: more seriously right now. Currently. Oh, you like, are. Yeah.
1: What are you doing with it? I can't. I'm not going to tell you. Oh my <laughs> gosh! Why I told me everything else. Now, now you're st- now this is it. This is the the, the breaking point. The,
2: nah, the, my the music, drums. My music. My music is like not where, where I, the, the line where is drawn. I, I'm like trying to build right now, I don't wanna like tell everybody about it because like, you know, people do steal ideas. That's very true. Okay. Yeah.
1: But you are doing something yeah, with I'm the doing music. Something.
2: I'm working on stuff
1: right now. Okay. And you like how good are you in the music world? Like uh I, like
2: surprisingly I, I a, good? I have um do you know who King Joel is, Nigerian rapper in Atlanta? Uh him and uh uh was that Craig was that album him and Big Crit? Kitts
0: involved
2: in it. Him and Big Crit produced an album and he had me come out and I drummed for him, acted for him, like did a whole bunch of stuff. Like got a legit drum set for me to go ham on to be part of the video. So, Oh, like, we
1: got yeah. it. Okay, yeah. you're doing a music video? Oh yeah, I already did it.
2: Oh, okay, I thought you were gonna, I thought oh, like no, you were I, like, listen, this video. This video is something else. No, 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 something different? Okay. okay, <laughs> I wish Craig, man. Craig, you left that one scene, bro, at the dinner table, bro. You know, you remember me telling you about that, right? He's talking to you, Craig,
1: in this podcast. He uh, talks to you a lot.
2: You guys no, are obviously I'm sorry, very you close. You should have brought Craig on. I was going to say, Craig, you Craig, right here. He, he experiences most of these things I do. I was going to say, do you guys <laughs> like, spend all time like, together? Right
0: yeah. Speak all the time
2: over like When it comes like, to like work, no. the working and travel, because he, he's my agent. So like when it comes to like the working stuff and all that, it's cool, like don't get me wrong, I have my own life, I do my own thing. Are you sure?
1: Do you guys spend 24 hours together, you and nah,
2: Craig? No, because I'll disappear for like 10 hours with like a whole bunch of women. 10 hours? <laughs> I've done it multiple <laughs> times.
1: A, a whole yeah. 10 hours without Craig? Oh my God, what are you gonna and, do? Yeah, the
2: other times we're like working, you know what I mean? Like, cause mostly when I'm with Craig, <laughs> we're, we're working on something and we're trying to get stuff done. Yes.
1: But yeah. you rely on Craig. You love, it looks like you have a very nice rapport with Craig. You like him yeah, very much. Nah, your,
2: this is, I
1: don't mean like that. I mean I like just, you love uh, him. Yeah, you get Craig a, you, is You're good. a go-getter. So how did you, how did you get Craig to be part of your pot? Like not only like your, your, your partner in crime. Like how did this whole relationship even transpire? I gave him some quarters. Quarters? <laughs> so, <laughs> no, okay. Craig, how did you get involved with <laughs> this, this cat, this like, uh. Cat over here. We
0: met, he met like five years ago in the back. My best friend met him backstage of the Ellen DeGeneres show. Yeah, uh, he. My friend was working with Jason Momoa at the time. They recorded the episode the same day. We saw him a week before on social media, and um, we we owned a supplement company. Me and my best friend, right? Like, Man, this guy is a freak. Like our supplement company was all about promoting authenticity and being yourself in a this world. You know, be yourself it was community driven. We're like, we'd love to get him a part of the community. And then next minute my friends calling me like, "Dude, Zion's here!" And then Zion freaks out because Aquaman's there. So it was super cool how it happened, and um, that just progressed into like a friendship over the years. And I saw the potential and uh, started working with him part time. And then a little over a year ago, I was like, you know, let's do things full time. I mentally was like, let's do things full time. my in my head, I was like, I'm gonna help him level up. I understood from running a startup what it takes to build a brand when you're working with talent, it's building a brand, the same concepts, same structure, same nuts and bolts. And then I figured that out through running a startup that failed and was like, all right, let's, you know, level up and use that experience to then build the next brand, which is Zion's brand.
1: That was really great for people to, to give context of what we're talking about, right? Yeah. Um, but I'm sure we can, that will work. Um, is there anything else, Zion, that you want to talk about besides um, not talking about the project you have coming up with the music? Uh, like where do people find you like, you
2: can find me at Z 97 on Instagram uh, and Big, on TikTok uh, yeah and TikTok and then you can find me as BigZ underscore Z1997 on Snapchat look up Zion Clark on YouTube but don't expect him anything. to respond
1: because he doesn't go on Instagram just kidding <laughs>
2: Yeah, I'm like, they expect me not to respond. Right. Someone will get back to you. Somebody will get back to you now. I'm a lot better. Just not him. It's a lot better. Sometimes it is me. Sometimes it's me. Sometimes it actually is me. Okay. Especially if it's like somebody I really want to work with or talk to. You know but how I mean? do you know? Because you're not on there to even check. Because like I still get the notifications. I just don't answer my phone oh, on Oh, so
1: you st- so you look at the notifications. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Just make. Okay. I don't know. Like Maybe. unless
2: it like to me unless like Craig tells me like oh this is actually really important. I don't spend. I don't spend time on my phone. I walk on my hands. Yeah. That is And true. I use my hands for everything. I don't like to get on my phone. <laughs> like that uh, especially so when true. I'm out, I might not talk to somebody for 10 hours (laughs) because I'm actually active doing stuff. You're walking on your hands. hands And I'm on my skateboard and I'm lit. You're good for (laughs) you.
1: Listen, I am so happy that you came over and did this podcast. I feel honored that you did it. I know you said you didn't want to do many more podcasts. Oh, this this was a a fun one. Thank you. I appreciate it. Some of your
2: questions threw me for a loop. That's good. Then I'm I'm keeping you on your toes or your (laughs)
1: fingertips. I'm keeping you on your fingertips, but um, close enough. (laughs) <laughs> whoops but um oh, i know but i i really love this podcast you're like i i think that you're awesome and i think what you're doing is great and your attitude and spirit are just infectious and so if anyone deserves success quite frankly it is you in in my opinion and i'm sure in a lot of other people's opinions i
2: appreciate that no
1: it's the truth and craig who i feel like i know like very well now just because every time anything happens I hear I see a head go like Craig what do you think of this because
2: like you were asking me the business questions I like to stay out of that you know that this is a business podcast right
1: yeah well (laughs) (laughs) I'm
2: here for inspiration not business you are (laughs) and by the
1: way you gave inspiration and sometimes it's not so much business it's actually about leveling up your life and and habits and how to have a, a healthy successful mindset and actually don't let limitations stop you and how actually at the end of the day, it's about resilience. And you, my friend, are the, you know, poster child for resilience. Seriously. Thank you. It's the truth. You really are.
0: I think it's about optimal performance in anything you do. If that's business. Back
1: to you, Craig, huh? Next time you're coming on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, go for it. <laughs> okay, so that's why. You- that's how you find Zion. He also has a book coming up, but not for a year. And
2: check out his documentary. And I currently have a book out right now called Zion Unmatched. It's currently still an editor's pick on Amazon. So if you want to go look up Zion Unmatched, I'd love the love and support. Thanks.
1: There you go. Perfect. All right. And we're out. Thank you.